Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we have two podcasting legends in the hot seat to talk about a hip hop legend and his new album. We have got Dylan Green, aka Cinema Sci, from the heralded Real Notes podcast. And we have Luke Bailey from the superb Fly Fidelity podcast. How are you two guys doing, man? Thank you for coming on board. Yo, thank you for having me again, Cam. It hasn't been that long since we were here gushing about Rock Marcy. So thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm great. You know, I told you a story off camera. I'm not going to tell again, but it's been a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoy one of your stories, Dylan. How are you, Luke? I'm doing just great, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Really big fan of what it is you do and uh yeah thank you for having me oh man this is lovely isn't this lovely in a little community we're all getting on we're all in different places in the world and we're all coming together to talk about the return of a mr kendrick lamar and mr morale and the big steppers uh, or some people have called it mr morale and the missteppers with some of the things he's done on this album i'm getting that one in there early i'm not sure if you two guys are enjoying it but i wanted to get it before someone else did it i never heard that before so thank you that was that was that i was the first <laughs> i've heard everything else but not that one <laughs> okay all right I, I, i'll take Mistappers. that <laughs> yeah well you know this there's as every kendrick drop tends to do there tends to be a massive if not instantaneous conversation about his music when it drops i don't think it's any different this time around i think this time around if not anything it's probably more on my timelines and in the narrative of pop culture but um i thought i'd start just by getting your general takes before we start picking apart some of the some of the key elements of this kind of uh, kind of gargantuan record uh luke luke how are you feeling about it at the moment mate i'm feeling good about it i mean it's early days of course i'm still digesting it which is always a good sign right guys mm -hmm. um there's a lot of reflections and perspectives that goes without saying it's interesting to hear all of you know this heavy subject matter and i still work through how I feel about it and it's clear how he feels about it making this album for me it feels like it was as much as a survival skill for him as a form of therapy absolutely you know, there's a lot to be said about the meditative work on this album and the sonics which were completely 360 from the last album um, I think a lot of this material speaks to the moments where he's had to unlearn as much as he's had to learn over the years um, it's personal it's is confrontive it's um it's kendrick and amari and he's back man i love it yeah what about you dylan what do you reckon man so i'm not huge on this record i like a lot of it but not all like it's i get i guess i guess i'm gonna start by saying this is probably my least favorite kendrick lamar album mm -hmm. but mo but but only but only because like i really appreciate everything that luke said because this is because this is this is really forthright and very it's raw this is this is like the rawest kendrick's ever been about himself his personal like, he, like he's revealed things about his personal life but like and, and like you said cam like this is such a this is a sprawling, gigantic, like really big record. But like my first initial reaction was like, this is just kind of it feels like it feels like on top of the whole therapy concept that he needed to come back and address everything that's happened over the course of the last five years. And like he got all the ideas out, but it's just like it was kind of all over the place and just really like he tried on a lot of things that we'll obviously get into later, but just like it didn't all work for me. This yeah. is, this is, this is, this album's like, 
I, I almost want to say it's not for me. I don't want to, I don't want to get off on the wrong side of the foot already. And cause like, I, I appreciate what he's doing, but it's just, there's a lot going on here. That's, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. No, no, but do you know what? I'm enjoying the fact that we're coming from these different perspectives. Cause I mm. think it's interesting, especially with this one, like it is a, at times, especially on a first listen. So it's not even been out a week, but I have been, I'm sure we all have been, pretty much having it on rotation at times and it is kind of overwhelming and a very big reach for someone who has kind of been lauded before this right so i don't know if he starts believing his own hype a little bit or if he's overreaching because that's where his writer's block has taken him but uh, i also think there are moments when you know that the the concepts aren't fully realized but he has still left me with food for thought which i think is more than i can ask for in a time when things are so disposable one little context i want to put into this album though especially after all the stuff that's come out of it right it's funny to me to see how kendrick became from a mixtape mc in the west coast to an avatar right for non-black people to really try to understand blackness and um and i thought fine you know you know that's great to know what else is out there and, and you know get a more rounded idea of people you you live on this earth with but uh, they kind of have forgotten how complicated and thorny sometimes he can be or rapid rap and hip-hop can be and i think that's you can't and this album really just puts the two together where you're like you have all that lofty you know what is utopia how can we all get along but he is also not your savior and he's not perfect and he will he's kind of broken at times i don't know if that mm. travels through with you guys yeah definitely it's it, it's it's like he's kind of he's kind of trying to have his cake and eat it too by saying i'm not your savior and just being like i can't please everybody but at the, but but you know he's still gonna let you know how he's feeling anyway which is kind of a loaded thing but you know he's kendrick lamar so like he's he's like he's like i don't know if he's bought into his own height but he sees like he clearly understands that what he has to say is some kind of important to somebody like he like he's he's self-aware enough to realize that he's human and he's gonna make mistakes plenty of mistakes <laughs> but mm -hmm. like he knows he knows the people hang on his every word and after the and, and even though he could tell people I'm not your savior until he's blue in the face, but like people are still going to take him. People are still going to treat him like that because he's kind of, I feel like over the last decade, especially really since section 80, he's like, he's kind of, he's in that box and you can't just get like, even just admitting it on a record, isn't going to be enough to just like bust out of it the way he wants. He clearly wants to. So, mm. you know, good luck, pal. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. It's hard, isn't it? When you constructed this, what are you thinking, Luke? Well, we were talking about early takes yourself and I, a couple of weeks. Well, it wasn't a couple of weeks ago. The record is what, is it? How, how old is this at this? point is it five, five four days four, yeah four, 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 four days, days old yeah, which yeah. it's like a lifetime already so yeah. we were talking about <laughs> yeah we were talking about these early takes and i think it, it almost feels for me one of the earliest takes i took was that it feels as if he's leaning into a deeper obligation as an artist of making a point to his audience that you can embrace these mistakes as well as maintain an identity and live with choices that lead to strength of course there's themes on this album that dial into cancer 
also culture and everything in between that. There's two sides to this album which was interesting to me. One side of which being the first being a lot more toxic and the second being a, a lot more energizing because we start to lean into these themes um, with himself as a family and that family unit on the second half of the album. How do you feel about the... Um, the, the duality between the first part of the album, disc one and disc two. Personally, for me, I could just hear a million YouTubers loving that because the amount of duality Kendrick content there is out there. And I'm not sure if it's just me who likes to go down these wormholes, but I think he's just completely, like you said, leaning into what people have already talked about, you know, how he's a Gemini, how he has duality, how, you know, human people have, you know, more than one face and more than one facet. And this album is those kind of complete shades of gray with really black and white moments though. And it's, mm. I think what's interesting when you said there, Luke is about like how it works like that. And he's not really thought about, well, maybe he has thought about it, but he hasn't come across that. It feels like he's looking at the charts What's quite nice is to see a liberated artist for all the imperfections as well as the amazing stuff on this album who just goes, I'm just going to make something now and it's for me to purge myself or like kind of <laughs> like a more cleansing approach to his art yeah. than making singles. And there aren't many singles on yeah. this, you know. Yeah, there's maybe, yeah. there's maybe like, oh no, sorry, Luke, you can go first. No, no, it's fine. I was just about to say that adding on to what you had just said, that you can tell he really doesn't care. There were no worries about him breaking everybody's perception and idea of him as an artist, you know. Mm. Didn't care about that going into this album. And it's almost as if, like you said, it's just been a cleanse, this this, this big cleansing process for him. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you know, he says it, he literally says it on Crown, I can't please everybody. And that's like a, like, it right. takes a, you know, you know, like for all the problems I have with this record, like it takes a lot of courage to get to that point, especially like Kendrick is for all intents and purposes, one of the biggest rappers on planet Earth. Mm. And it gets like it takes a lot of courage to get to that point where you accept the fact that some people are not going to like the shit that you put out, mm -hmm. like especially with this album, like as confrontational and deeply uncomfortable as this album is like he has accepted the fact that there are going to be people who are already just going to be diametrically opposed to this. And, and I do appreciate the bravery and sense of, and you know, the kind of muddy sense of self-awareness mm. that it takes to kind of bring some of these ideas about and um, you know, credit where it's due credit where it's due to him for just kind of making something for him because mm -hmm. there's a lot of power in that. And uh, you know, just, you know, he can't please everybody. And that's like a, that's really a, it just takes a lot to get to that point where you're not going to please everybody and you're okay with that. Mm -hmm. If I could, if I can make like a really weird, stretchy comparison, like, cause like I've been thinking about this for a couple of days and ride with me for a little bit. Like, yeah. it's almost like, uh, it's almost kind of like Thanos from the Marvel movies <laughs> right? <laughs> because, cause like not in the sense that Kendrick's a villain, but in the sense that like, Thanos is somebody who's he's come to accept the fact that like, OK, I need to kill half of life in the universe in order to restore balance to the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like it's not only it's not only a thing that he feels he needs to do, but he's accepted that as like his duty. And he's accepted the fact that people are going to oppose him and he's still going to do it. Like he's already like, like he's already gone through that quest 
of like, okay, this is what I have to do. Mm. And we're just seeing him do it. You mm. know, like, I think, I think that parallel, um, especially for an, you know, just like watching him just light his reputation as this like Messiah figure. Well, he, he's not even lighting it on fire because he's kind of, he's been embracing it in the videos. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the crown of thorns on the cover. Like mm-hmm. yeah. he's, he's, He's he's having his cake and eating it too in a lot of ways, which is one of my big problems with the album. But yeah, long story short, I appreciate the bravery a lot. Yeah, and the credit, Thanos, cr- credit for that. And I appreciate the Thanos <laughs> reference. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> loved that. Raymond Ridge, I need to talk to you about your testicles and in particular the hair on your testicles because yes support for crate 808 is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels yes have a listen to that have a listen have a listen this shaver really does run at the speed of life There we go. For the exhibit heads out there, there you go. It does run at the speed of life. It is. If you look on the camera, it's even got a little light for you there, mate. It's it's Rizza Razor Smooth. It's Rizza Razor Smooth, I would say. And this is what I'm talking to you about today. Ray, where, where do you stand on ball grooming, my friend? It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous a little bit. <laughs> it does. I didn't know I needed it until I had it. Ah. And that really is the sound of electric relaxation. <laughs> stop stop we gotta stop with the, do we have to stop with the puns i don't know maybe people love this well i actually was going to say to you is it hip-hop to have clean balls and this is the thing i thought and manscapes are great for this they even send you like um stuff to put on top after you've like shaved the balls like you know almost like aftershave for the balls or, or so you have scented scrotums and i thought scented scrotums is the best title for a cool Keith song that hasn't been released yet. So anybody who wants to go out there and make that track, please let us know. And also go out there and cop yourself one of these because the experience for any rap heads out there who like to walk, you know, with confidence and a little bit differently, just like a hip hop backpacker uniform, you've got Timberlands, right? You've got Carhartt jackets, you've got fisherman hats. But now I do think we need to put clean shaven balls into the mix. Where are you with that? No, no, I agree completely. My opinion, you got to look after the twins so you can live that glamour life. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. I heard this used by um, Easy Dick and the Jack-Off Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Easy Dick and the Jack-Off. Keep bringing them. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. We've got an exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CRATE808 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, Ray, that's about 8 million balls. So get 20% off, free shipping, code CRATE808 at manscaped.com and get involved, man. Get involved. Here you go. You get one of these. Right, so this is like I think this is called the Lawnmower Four, Ray, isn't it? So pretty cool. Yeah. I'm enjoying this, but you know what I'm enjoying just as much, and maybe it's me, but my nasal hair and my ear hair can get a bit out of control, and I do tend to get in there and you know just trim it up a little bit. And this weed whacker, they also do. This is also quite cool, and I really enjoy this. So yes, you get this, and you know as I've said before, it's a gift for any hip hop head who's got hair on his body. So make all your holes 
look sexier. That's what I say, yeah, Ray. Definitely. And what I'd say as well, if you've got the skills to eat someone's ass like cannabis has, I'd, I'd <laughs> recommend it to you. You could use it on, you could use it on other people as well. You, you really could. You really could. So yes, people. Go out there, manscaped.com, create 808 code, get your 20% off and big yourselves up. Ray, I'm glad you've got clean balls and I'm glad you've got the knowledge now to get those clean balls because hip hop's fifth pillar is knowledge. So thank you, Manscaped, for letting us know that we do all need to go out there and have clean balls. Thanks to, thanks to Manscaped. It really does look like OPP. After all this, though, like you remember, we're putting it in the context of Kendrick Lamar's like career. If you put it in the context of just hip hop, just normal or music, there are still so much depth to his lines that we're almost eating all our cake in, in like, you know, being like, yeah, we want all that, but hold on, don't be problematic and all that. There's, there's so much in it that sometimes we have to check us. I have to check myself because yeah. I think there's two lines that stuck to me like at the moment in these last few days, which is there's one line where he says, who keep them honest like us. And I, I just think just them few words, who's us? Like, are you talking about, black people are you talking about the culture are you talking about rappers are you talking about i don't know who, who is us and you're keeping who honest and i sometimes think oh you could even read that like we're trying to keep you honest kendrick by telling you what we think about how you've approached things on this album but also when he says something like sacrifice myself to start the healing he that literally directly like correlates to all the conversations that are erupting from this album. If cancer culture is a real thing, which let's be honest, is it really a real thing? We'll talk about that, I'm no. sure. But like <laughs> it, it, Kendrick is almost saying like, I'll do all the mistakes. I'll do all the imperfections. If you guys can learn and grow and I can learn and grow, but nobody's asked you to sacrifice yourself. Kendrick. That's the thing that right. comes from me. So no one actually asked you to do this, but people have put it on you. And now you're, it's kind of, you're shedding it but you're also kind, you also are embracing it. It's a weird dichotomy, if you know what I mean. Right. Mm. And that's an, and that's another Jesus parallel too, because of course Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins. Da, da, da. It, it's, you know, that it's, that's so frustrating to me. It's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, like, like we'll get into this later, but like if any, if anybody who wasn't Kendrick Lamar tried to do something like this, they would get laughed out of the fucking room. We got to, <laughs> we got, we got to say that right now. Like you have to be a Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. or a Kanye West or a Drake mm. or a Jay-Z to make an album like this and not get, you know, like he's, I think, I think a lot of his fans are starting to get very defensive because they've never had to defend Kendrick from criticism like this before ever. This is the first time he's really received like mm. heavy pushback for an album. Yeah. Like it's been kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of come in fits and starts really since to pimp a butterfly when the black of the berry came out. Cause like mm. there was a lot of really icky bits about uh, respectability politics and Mike Brown on there. But like, mm. this is the first one where people are like, nah, man, you're doing a little too much right now. So, yeah, you know, it, it's 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 interesting to kind of see him attempt to telegraph that type of shit. Yeah. Would, would you guys go as far to say that this was what what Yeezus is to Kanye? This is his version of that in his career. Hmm. See, I've heard that, but I don't I want to like on, on its face. I want to say it's close because. Mostly because he interpolates Kanye so many times on yeah. this album. Yes. Like the 3,000 right. Lives, 3,000 Wives line. Mm -hmm. um, there's something else. I'm, 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 I'm blanking, but like he's... Some of the songs. Yeah, right. You know? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... I could see it. I don't know if I 100% buy it, but I think, mm. I, I, I think that's... Uh, I think you're onto something there. Mm. I think you're onto something there. Someone... Uh, I think it was someone said, this is his life of Pablo. 
And then also someone said, this is like Marvin Gaye, Save My Dear. And I was like, yeah, it, mm. is, it is like, it's, it's odd how people are co- like correlated to other things. And it, it at times, and I, by the way, just in case it sounds, I love this album though. I do actually really, really like this album. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying there, Dylan, but I get so much from this already where um, it's ultimately more interesting to me than other stuff. And maybe it's because I'm built it up and I'm a bit of a Kendrick fan and I'm having to deal this, deal with all this, you know, messiness maybe. But um, yeah, no, I just wanted to put that out there. That actually, I do actually really like this album. Uh, Luke, did you have anything else before I moved on to other bits? Or, or Dylan, did you have any other bits you wanted to quickly come out with before I move into some of the tracks and some of the takeaways, general takeaways? Not so much, but I do want to go back and piggyback on what, Dylan had said about the Thanos comparison. That was interesting mm. because it almost feels as if Kendrick is probably occupying the most lonely space he's ever occupied in his career. And I think he's in that space in his career where he thinks leadership is lonely. I think there is a bit of that with this album. And for that reason, we are seeing Thanos in this album. Mm. That's really interesting. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. That's pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But this is it. This is this is the appeal about the layers. It's only been a few days, and it's such a like I said, a big reach. You know that it's good. These things are going to erupt as we come along to them. There's one thing that I want to talk to you about, and we've talked about cancel culture basically. And I feel with cancel mm-hmm. culture as well. I'm not even sure. Uh, I wonder how long ago Kendrick wrote some of these rhymes. That's my, my first game was like, is this coming oh. like from 2017 or 2018? Or like, it feels like it's been a thing that I don't know if people are actually getting cancelled in the upper tiers, but just on a personal level, I've seen how cancel culture can really affect young people who are getting wrongly maligned at school or, or rightly maligned, whatever, whichever way it is. But I know personal stories of, of people, uh, young kids at 15, 16, who are getting cancelled at school, and that's really affecting them in that aspect. But Dave Chappelle isn't cancelled. Louis, Louis C.K. isn't really cancelled. You know, no, so true. I was wondering where he was coming from with that and where you guys were coming from, really, with, with the whole cancel culture thing generally before we start talking about Kendrick's take. <laughs> felt so like i don't really think it's real honestly it's 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 like it's like not i don't even consider like quote unquote cancel culture to be a thing it's more just about accountability you know just like recognizing that somebody did something wrong and like however however people should however people should pay for or repent for that is obviously <clears throat> circumstantial and based on like you, you know you know like you know, like like not all wrongdoings are created equal but it's just like I just I just think people I just think celebrities are being held to higher standards than they have been over the course of the last few decades, really, really ever since the turn of the new millennium. But and and like and like that scares people because celebrities are kind of deified, excuse me, in like celebrities are kind of deified in a way that a lot of other people aren't. And with that type of exposure comes. You know, like, you, you know, you know, you hear things like, oh, like so and so just wanted to say whatever for money, you know, like, oh, they just wanted to get at you for the money or the exposure when it's like, you know, like, I hate to go there. But you even look at like what happened with the whole Kobe Bryant thing when he was accused of um, sexually assaulting that woman at the hotel. You know, like a lot of people would be like, oh, she was just doing it for the money. But it's like her life is ruined, bro. Mm. You know, like her life is like completely different because she felt the need to come out and say 
what happened. And mm-hmm. you know, like, you could even look at somebody like XXX Tentacion, like with, um, like with, with his partner, her life was ruined. Like his fans were harassing her at her job. They mm-hmm. went to Walmart and like harassed her at her job because she came like, you know, like, so it's just like, I just think that, I just think it's, I just think the whole term is very silly <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just about kind of like, people should be held accountable for the bad things they do. I don't really have any answers as to like how that should be done, mm. but I think, I think there needs to be a, a really huge reframing of the conversation around what that means. If mm. that makes yeah. sense. Completely <laughs> agree. Completely agree. I mean, you said it yourself, there does need to be a big reframing of the conversation itself. Um, I, I'd echo everything you had just said, actually, I completely agree. And I don't, I, th- I think as the world has gone smaller, the magnifying glass has just magnified everybody's actions, you know, a lot more intensely and people are under scrutiny more so because of that. Mm. Um, we mentioned Kanye a minute ago. Of course, he yeah. has Marilyn Manson on his album. What about Kodak Black on this album? How do you guys, mm. guys feel about that? Well, this is the thing, man. This is the thing. Like, uh, first of all, well, absolute caveat for people who are listening as well. Like, I'm an outsider to this life that I love to listen to in the culture I like to take part in, right? And stuff when he says, and it hits me hard when he's saying, before you judge how we move, learn how we cope. That Mm. is Pete Kendrick to me. That makes, that is always on the forefront of my mind when I even try to talk about his music generally, because this isn't my life. And I'm kind of very privileged that I can get what I get from it and not have to, you know, experience any of that. Uh, So when, when I'm thinking like that, I'm then thinking, are you trying to recontextualize someone who, for, I do not know much about Kodak Black. I've literally been reading much more about it since this album. I don't know much about his history, where he's from, but if you're trying to recontextualize someone into something about, learn about um maybe coping and healing and moving forward and you know becoming a better version of yourself i do think that person has to act actively participate in it like i don't i'm not sure if kodak black has actually said anything or like accounted for anything or will this album lead to him accounted for something and is that part of the journey that kendrick's trying to put us on and maybe it's my kendrick stan hat on and i'm thinking maybe he's thinking beyond the music he's not just thinking about kodak being but he's clearly knows what he's going to get when you're saying stuff like i'm more pro what is it um i'm take I'm it, less pro black and more kodak, kodak black, black yeah. or something like that right yes yeah. like it when yeah. they pro black but i'm more kodak black that's really confusing is, yeah. that's really confusing yeah. when you then on the same <laughs> album on the same album yeah. and i love kendrick remember but on the same album you're saying him <laughs> uh, give the women a break or like, you know, give- on the song before too, like, yo, come on. <laughs> so I think he's a bit Eminem on this album. There's a lot of Eminem-esque mm. prodding and poking and even a Kim version on an Alchemist beat. There's even a, like, he <laughs> is doing these things where you think, you know, you're not that, you are clever. You know what you're doing here with Kodak Black. But when you've pers- personified Nipsey on the Heart Pie 5 video, and I then read about what Kodak Black did in to Nipsey's missus. And he's like, this is just yeah. like, yeah, there's, there's just right. confusion. So uh, that's what I felt like, Luke. I felt quite confused, but um, yeah, I don't know what, what you're saying, Dylan. Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't want to cut you off because I agree with everything you just said. And like, yeah. you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, um, want to, want to, um, I, 
Yeah. So like the first time I heard about Kodak Black was when he was, well, actually, no, no, no. I had heard about him before he was accused, but mm. back in like 2015, 2016, when he was first accused of sexual assault and he, uh, he pled guilty to uh, assault and battery, but claimed that he never assaulted anybody. And just like, he clearly assaulted somebody like, mm. you know, so it's, um, and he's never really been repentant about that. And it's, you know, like, you know, like my first thought was like, oh man, like, we're really going to do this right now. Like we're really like, it, it's just like people, people have this like obsession and fascination with like platforming bad people mm. in a way to be like, oh, like, you know, don't do it. it, it it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword because like, you know, like, yeah, you may, yeah, this might be some sort of commentary. I actually kind of feel like the reason Kodak is on this album is because because the both of them are um, 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 the both of them are black Israelites like Kodak Kodak converted not too long ago, maybe like two, three years ago. And right. of course, like Dam is mostly Dam is mostly yeah. about um, Kendrick's relationship to um, the black Israelite whole situation, which I'm also not banging with for, you know, on the record. But like right. um, it's it, it's it's just uh, it's the combination of that kind of like spiritual alignment and like he can't have not thought about the fact that having Kendrick having Kodak on this album, especially after that part on the song where you were mentioning Camry's like give women a break. Like he like, like he's too, he's too meticulous to have not recognized that that's a thing. Like maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't intentional, but I'm sure he, I'm sure he had to have thought like, yeah, this is probably going to look weird, but he did it anyway. And it's uh, I just, I'm just kind of like annoyed at that. And I'm also doubly annoyed that Kodak sounds as amazing as he does on Silent Hill because yeah. I'm really annoyed about the concept. <laughs> like I'm it's 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 just like but he does, this yeah. is yeah, this is this is the it's it's just like but 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 like even forgetting that, it's just like he didn't need to be here. And I think it's kind of weird and gross that he is. Mm. And um it's just very interesting to see that this is the hill that Kendrick um um, I was reading um, Tom over at Stereo Gum, um, mm. his review, uh, um, 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 his uh, one listen. Tom Bray. Um, um, his, uh, prim- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, mm. um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tom. He's great. Mm. Uh, I was reading his review of the album, <clears throat> his uh, premature evaluation. That's it. Mm. And, uh, you know, he said he said that he's kind of confused as to why Kendrick is constantly willing to die on this hill. And I'm with him, you know, like mm. why, you know, you know, like why, why, why are we platforming Kodak? You know, mm. like why, like why is Kendrick platforming Kodak? Why did Future platform Kodak three weeks ago on the new Future album? Mm. But like people, people don't think about it like that because Future's not, Future's not the savior. He's not the Messiah of hip hop in the way that Kendrick has kind of been pegged as and kind of sort of labeled himself as too. He's kind of he's Kendrick's been wrestling with the whole I'm the savior, I'm not the savior, I'm the sa-. it's it's been a thing he's kind of grappled with his whole career. Mm. So, um I'm kind of jumping around a bit. I'm sorry. No, but like no, no, yeah, 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 but but yeah, to go back to the Kodak point, like I I'm, I I was also very confused and kind of grossed out by it, you know. So it's mm. it was a lot. I didn't need that. What about you, Luke? What do you think to it? I don't think I, I don't think he needed to be on the album to the extent that he is. I mean, I'm trying to understand how and why he used him in the way he did, but I, I don't think I'm going to truly understand anytime soon. I think it's going to come with time and really understanding this album and, and and listening more to this album to truly understand that. I don't think you're supposed to. I think also there is a there is a correlation 
with the religion referenced on this album and maybe we're not supposed to judge it maybe that's that's the point that's the mm. message i was just going to say he even says though doesn't he i think there's one line where he says um, if i told you who i am would you use it against me and i'm like yeah. are you doing this to make that line land even harder and for me to tussle with that now and turn the album off and i don't know is mm. kendrick playing on them levels a lot of people may say he is Yo, 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 just breaking up this episode to tell you all about the Crate 808 Patreon, a place where you can help support the show so we can make you more dope rap chat and to go out there and get some bonus episodes under your belt and also get involved with the live chats with the Crate 808 crew and guests. Go to crate808.com or go to patreon.com slash crate808. Sign up for as little as buying us lunch every month. You can get two bonus episodes, including hidden gem album reviews from the golden era of the 90s and also you get our series focusing on mf doom and jay diller and also the wu-tang chronicles once a month we drop an album review of every single wu-tang member we're going to go through every solo album and then review it for you guys and right now it's ghostface go in there get them ghostface killer editions in your catalog so get involved help us grow this show and yes big yourselves up enjoy the rest of the episode boom but Dylan, what were you going to say? What was your what was your retort to that? I was just going to say, like, you know, like he can he can kind of like gird himself against this stuff all he wants. And like this is clearly an album. Like I think Luke said it before, like it's it's made for Kendrick. Like this is like both of you said it really. But like this is like for him to kind of parse out his problems. But like you released this to the public, bro. Like mm. this is an album mm. that is being consumed by other people and not just you. You know, so like people are, you know, like people are gonna like you can put out art and but and, and then people are gonna react however they're gonna react. And you know, of course he of course he's already said, like, oh, you're worried about a critic, that ain't protocol, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like he's <clears throat> once again, he's Kendrick, he's critic proof. Like people are gonna listen to and buy his stuff and go to his shows no matter what I or anybody else says, mm. because he's that big. You know, he's kind of I almost feel like he's too big to fail mm. at this point. You know, like we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. But he's like Kendrick is an institution. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of, you know, like he's in a unique position where he can do stuff like this and potentially lose um, a significant amount of people based off of him deciding to platform abusers to Mm -hmm. uh, to um, to dead name trans people. So mm. do all this stuff in the name of, oh, I'm being messy and this is my truth or whatever. Yeah. You know, like he's I think he recognizes that he's in a very unique position where he can do this stuff and kind of get away with it in a way that other people couldn't, mm. which is kind of just. Uh, so, yeah, like but this is. Like you put this out for people to consume and mm. people are going to have things to say about it. And, you, and, and, and it sounds like he's accepted that. But at the same time, it also seems like he's trying to kind of like deflect it a little bit. And this whole notion that being honest and being truthful is automatically like like it gives you a certain amount of points Mm. to be able to be like, oh, well, at least I tried, you know, Mm. like an A for effort is not a get out of jail free card, bro. It's not. It's it's not. It's not. It's not. (laughs) I, I, I get that. I do get that. But I also understand that. If you're trying to do something and you fail, but your ultimate aim is to be a positive reaction, that's when you talk about Auntie yeah. Diaries there. Like Auntie Diaries yeah. to me 
is yeah. one of them. It's next to some of the, the actually, there's a few div, very divisive tracks on this album. Mm. But I thought mm. for the the good of what he's trying to do, and I don't know if he's the people who he's talked to about who's talking about on the track if he's talked to them beforehand has he got right. their consent has yeah it's like kendrick doesn't really that's another thing about his album he doesn't 100 percent tell you everything so you're left to kind of guide yourself through some of this stuff that he's saying and you're like you're you're misgendering as well through the the verse which yep. you clearly do on purpose it's a very purposeful yeah. act are you doing that with their consent? Are you now then thinking their consent's all that matters? When I, I put this out to the public, it really, I don't care what anyone else thinks. That's the that's the weird thing about that track. But I do think for the for the what he's attempting with that track, I don't remember many people doing that, especially on such an no. abusive yeah. album. So on such oh, an yeah. abusive album that can be so in your face about things, um, that he goes there, and I just thought. Wow. First of all, is that even a true story? I don't know. He's like, his story, his life is mad. Like he must have even like what he talks about his mom and, and on other tracks and stuff like that. And I just feel like he has a well to dip into. And sometimes maybe it just doesn't translate. And it's very understandable why people have issues with that track, especially for some of the F-bombs and stuff like that. Luke, what did you, what did you think to uh, Auntie Diaries, mate? I think it's an interesting track, man. I mean, it's a, it's a word you used earlier to describe this album. It does have interesting talking points. And I'm just wondering how you guys feel this is going to really change the discourse of, you know, our understanding, you know, of uh, the trans community in hip hop. How do you think that's going to really change things? Do you think it's going to penetrate things and make a difference? I sure hope so. You know, mm. like that's, you, you know, like that's like the, because like, because like for all the, I really don't think this song needed to go the way it went. Mm. And, you know, like as somebody who's non-binary, I just like, it's really weird to kind of like unpack that stuff. And, 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 and just like, this is somebody trying and like not really landing on the shit, <laughs> you know, like, you know, cause, and, 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 and like you can, the, the frustrating part about it is that you can tell that he really is trying to show that he's supporting people. Mm, right and you know like people and, and, and like people are gonna take something from the song um i guess you know i i, I just like you know um cam mentioned the eminem comparison earlier and a lot of this really like i get i get you, you know like i get so much i get so much eminem from a song like auntie diaries <laughs> you know mm -hmm. like it's just just mm -hmm. just like except except in the sense that like this isn't really I don't really think he's trying to like poke the bear. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, well, I mean, well, let, let me take that back. He absolutely is trying to poke the bear, you know, like that's, mm. the, that's the whole reason he's dropping slurs like mm. 10, 11, 12, 13 times. He wants mm -hmm. to get a reaction out of people, but yeah. like, I just, it's a, you know, he tried. Sorry. Sorry, Luke. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, maybe it's a conversation I'm not supposed to be part of. It's a very easy cop out. Right. I understand that. I completely understand that. <laughs> and I think like, yo, you're just retracting from the debate. But maybe Kendrick right. has had it in mind to talk to someone who isn't me and who is someone where he comes from. I'm trying to get you to understand 
this is the situation and i feel you can grow from where you are now from your misconceptions of stuff from your own actions you know they shouldn't what's the word i've read some good reviews recently uh there's there's i think thomas hobbs put it brilliantly in dazed where he was like saying um you know uh, you can start trying to move ahead and not feel shame for your mistakes that you may have made i'm not by any i'm not giving any excuses on this track on that level but what i do sometimes wonder is am i even part of this conversation like hip-hop am i even part like i this i understand right. It's entertaining on that level, and he's trying to do something. But um, it's almost like I was waiting for people to react so that I could understand it more, almost because it's just out of my realm of like just my identity, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. You mentioned it earlier. You said this album really, you know, it speaks to so many different types of people, and I feel like if 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 to pimp a butterfly was about social rage. This album might be about his social range. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, break that down a bit how, more, Luke. I love that. I just down. feel like, like you said earlier, this is speaking to more people outside of his audience. Um, and, and to, in particular, uh, trans people with this track, especially. Mm, yeah. I just think, I just think it's, it's probably his most universal record. And I think to, to be able to get to that place, He's had to do some healing to come to this place. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, again, one of the missteps didn't land it completely. Even on the first listen, I enjoyed the story for, oh my God, is this a real story? But you know the way it builds up and it ends? I could He signposted it ages ago. I knew where he was going to go with it. And as a Kendrick fan, I don't often get that. I never really get that from a track. I'll be listening and and I'll, by the end of it, almost be in awe. And he does that on this album. There are moments where I am left with my chin on the floor. Like, they, I will talk about them tracks in a minute. But this was one track where I was like, oh, I didn't get that feeling. That's odd. That, um, it just felt odd. Yeah. It was like, oh, right, I didn't really get that same feeling. But um, yeah, he reached and maybe didn't land it. Let's go into some of the other bits then. One, I want to just hear mm. about tracks that you maybe love off this album, if there are any of those. But before that, an overreach, what do you think about the production on this album? Is there, I've not heard many people talk about the actual production on the album. Where do you guys stand on it? It's gorgeous. Like for the most part, there's on, like, there's a couple beats that I thought were just okay. But like, mm. that's the, that's another frustrating thing about this album. Like most of these beats are fucking beautiful, man. Like just mm. like, and you know, like, and like the range of them, just like, just, just like the way, like the way United and Grief starts and just like the different and just like the different mm. beat switches between that. Like Worldwide Steppers is my favorite beat on this whole album. Nice. I love I, I I love how like dark and eerie and sticky it is. It it, it almost kind of reminds me of like the inverse of like Pusha T's numbers on the boards a little bit. Mm. You know, it's just mm. like the way just just kind of like how sparse it is, but like where that's kind of like it's kind of like bleach, like bone white. Yeah. Like worldwide worldwide steppers is just like tar. You know, and like it, it, like it, like it gives me a sort of like a doom, like cool Keith sort of quality yeah. to it. Like the way he's flowing over it is very doom and cool Keith. Like yeah. just like just like the technical and musical aspects of a song, like like the whole like the content of Rub Wide Steppers is a lot. I have a lot of issues with it, but like the technical and musical aspects of that song are just like really mind blowing to me. Like mm. I like like I listen to it specifically because of how it's constructed and not even it's it's so hard for me to usually divorce um content from the like actual function of the music and shit. But mm. on that one I'm like okay I I just I need to ruminate 
lemonade and this beat some more. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it just hits. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, no. yeah, the beats are beautiful in general. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? I'd agree. There's a lot of range on this album, and I don't think anybody was really expecting it to be such a departure from the last album and, and to Pimp a Butterfly, of course. Mm. Um, some beautiful chords on here. Um, one of the things that did strike strike to me, me was that, you know, there's a lot of space on this album. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of space to do with Finn. That, that was, for me, one of the earliest takeaways. This space he's got to do what he's doing over it. Mm, and I think right. that was kind of a necessity for him to be able to bleed out what he's saying on these tracks, on these soundscapes. Mm. Yeah, even even like, like especially with a song like Mother I Sober, Oof. which is literally just which is literally just like it's just like piano keys and yeah. like a little bit of drum. And just like mm. that might be one of Kendrick's best songs he's ever made. Oh, 100 percent. Really. It, that 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 shit was a bullet to the heart man yeah. i i it's it, it it really the like i i like i wish i liked beth gibbons's contribution more because oh, i like portishead a lot you like, like it, oh. it, it it wasn't great no, <laughs> i'm I sorry i'm sorry <laughs> beth. i'm it. so sorry but <laughs> it, it was it. I, I, but everything else was just like oh just really just like yeah just like there's a lot of dead air on this project and he really mm. you know like he 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 doesn't really afford himself a lot of like open space on songs that's mm. not really something he's done before yeah like you even right. you you even think about contemplative tracks like uh like sing about me i'm dying sing of thirst yeah, is yeah. very like is like very uh standard mm. and stuff like uh, e- even a song like duckworth from yeah. damn you know you, you know like mm. duckworth is just like that's like the that's one of the busiest songs he's ever rapped over yeah and then to just go from that to just like just just little do 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 yeah. it's just oh like crown, really crown is like that crown crown is very yeah. and crown's like that too yeah yeah mirror i love i love the way mirror sounds but like do you know what i think that the production though i was waiting for the rock album remember this people were saying oh kendra's, <laughs> yeah. kendra's gonna bring a rock album out and i was like please don't but please do yeah, he said he said fuck that shit yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. said fuck that yeah, shit absolutely and uh <laughs> And I, I was waiting. I was I was interested that there was it wasn't any of that. There wasn't even a U two or Bono. It's amazing. Um, but I thought, hey, <laughs> you know, there wasn't any of that. And to be fair, he la- this is what I'm talking about with as a Kendrick fan. He landed a U two feature. Let's just take that in for a second. I'm not a U two fan. In fact, I, I I they're just porridge. They're just nothing. Like I don't get it. I don't get the whole. But no, I'm not going to go to that. But once you see it on a, and I was like, oh no, please don't. But it was great. It was really well done. I thought. And you say about Duckworth, yeah. like I love how on this the production on it is unpredictable. I don't know what I'm getting on each track. It switches up. There's tap dancing. There's beats. There's this German philosopher coming in. There's Mr. Duckworth. Mm. You know when he says Mr. Duckworth at the beginning? It yeah. Literally. Um, hairs were standing up on my like oh yeah uh, he's calling back and we're going to go forward and all this so i think there's moments of real exhilaration like on this album for me um, absolutely yeah some really exhilarating moments i can't believe we got an alchemist beat uh and like i said he did an eminem track on it but it was an alchemist beat and it sounded amazing to hear kendrick over oh my god oh we, could we get more of this that just adds a different dimension to both of them, to Al and to him. But do you know one thing that I thought was missing that would have been so good and it would have kept it very West Coast as well was 
there's tracks on here where I keep thinking Vince Staples would have worked on this. Vince Staples oh, would have worked on this. Especially, <laughs> especially after the last album, man. Yeah. I love Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. Yeah. So the fact that he's not on here, like e even on a song like Father Time, I think he would have been great on Father, Father Time. Time. But, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. But Father Time as well. Let's go to Mother I Sober. But Father Time is right up there. It's one of my favorite tracks as well. You talked about yeah. it there. Luke, Luke, how do you, where do you stand on Mother I Sober? One of the best tracks. Kendrick's ever done, you think? Yeah, I think so. And what's what's interesting about that track is that knowing you guys are both Doom fans, I don't think there's anybody else outside of Kendrick and JJ Doom who have actually done a song with Beth Gibbons for a track that wasn't sampled. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Which is surprising, right? I'm trying to think back in the day, yeah. like Portishead days, like early noughties maybe. Nah, I can't think of anyone. Danger Mouse? I no. can't think of anybody off top. I can't no, think yeah. of anybody off top. Anybody who does know anyone, please shout, hit us up, createairway.gmail.com. Let me know. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, niggas were definitely jacking Portishead back in the day. So 100%. that's, that's, that's I mean, really they, interesting. Yeah. They're definitely sampling, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I thought she would. I know you say delete didn't like it. I, I thought it worked. <laughs> oh, maybe just because, like, I've not heard from Beth Gibbons in a long time. I've not heard of Portishead in a long time. But, um, right. I think there's tracks, but that's the track, isn't it? Where he says, abuse rappers burying pain in chains and jewels. Mm -hmm. <sighs> that made me stop. I was cooking breakfast. I stopped cooking. I thought, fuck, I've not even, like, he's amazing. And mm -hmm. I, I, the whole Kodak thing wasn't even in play in my mind at that point. That was my first right. listen. And I was just like, then you start thinking about the Kodak thing on that track, uh, on other tracks as well, Silent Hill, obviously, stuff like that. And the inclusion of that, and the complexity of everything and how we can judge others. There aren't many people in a few lines of something like Mother I Sober where you're talking about your mum and hmm. even right. So I don't I don't know if I've got this wrong, but I've heard it a few times. And he's saying that people thought he was abused, but he wasn't abused, and his mum was abused. Is that the way the track's yeah. going? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So I've heard a few different interpretations of it. And just that, like, openness to do something like that on that beat, right. yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's not many that get that can hit that level for me. Yeah, and then, and then on top of that, he said that he started rapping as a coping mechanism just for all the things that he'd been through in his childhood, you know, like really, mm. really just like kind of recontextualizing everything he's done up to this point. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I thought that moment in particular was incredibly powerful and way more effective than him complaining about people owning jewelry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that, 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 that's, that's, that's just me. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of over, I've been hearing, I've been hearing the whole, like, like, you know, people like rappers in particular are really fond of the whole like, oh, like you're you're in chains like a slave. That's been a thing that's been going on for years. And it's like, bro, let people spend their money how they want to spend their money. Yeah, like yeah, I understand. Yeah. I, like, I understand that you're trying to really have people dig into themselves and think about who they are and mm. like see what the definition is outside of the things they own and wear and like and whatever. But just like let people enjoy things. I don't know. Like, it, I, I'm just, I'm just like. Everyone's got a, well, everyone's got a coast. Like, I'm sure Kendrick's with Calvin Klein or something like that. Like, you can't. Yeah, because. Go on. PG, um, what's it called? P PG um, Lang. I'm sorry. PG, yeah, yeah, yeah. PG Lang has a clothing deal with Converse and Calvin Klein. Like, come well, on, son. Like, so, stop, stop it. Stop it. So this is what I mean. <laughs> it, it has, I understand 
there has to be some sort of medium in the middle. Sometimes he's going to one extreme to another, but um, yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Luke, yeah. what, hold on. Can we just talk one little minute before we go into the track? But we talked about Silent yeah. Hill earlier and Kodak on it, whatever. But that beat, right? is unreal is that the beat with the silences going off in the back like is it is it silent hill or it might be uh, uh, n95 but there's one production where there's silences as the beat pew, 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 and i was like who the fuck is sampling silences oh true and is that I, dj khalil I, I think it might be i think it might be and it's just sick and once it clicks and then <laughs> i have been going around the house where he's like uh, push everyone off push everyone off me like push, <laughs> and so Bless could it. be so corny it could not work you know outside of a playboy carty and stuff like that it really works for me that yeah shit is crazy <laughs> it's a little evil push it all off me like Hoo. it's just come on kendrick shit let's yeah i'd like that as a little ringtone you know, if, if messages that would work. Who? You know, that's that crazy. <laughs> I was w- when I saw there was a track called Silent Hill, I got really hyped because I love the games. I thought, and <laughs> I was, and I was wondering, I was wondering if they were gonna like, I was wondering if there was gonna be like a like an audio sample from the games, or mm. I like this is this is even a bigger reach, but I was hoping for a pyramid head reference because I'm big on pyramid. Head. Wow. But I but I, no, I I just I I I I don't know, just like the. You know, it was it was it was a cool song. I like I like the song a lot, even mm. though I have obviously have feelings about Kodak being on it. But it's a great song, and and yeah, like I've been I've been I've been I've been annoying the shit out of my partner, saying saying push these niggas off me like all day, like for the last like thirty six hours. I've been going crazy with it. He can do it, man. He can do it. He did it with Humble. He did it with other tracks where it's just like mm-hmm. you get these little earworms. Um, but you talk about a little bit about Father Time and Sampha. Oh, just it. Oh, the, man. <laughs> the features on here, the, even the feature with Taylor Page, you know, on, We Cry Together, you can, not, you can hate that track, but she fucking is amazing on that. But Sampha yeah. on, on, on Father Time, like, what do you guys think to Father Time? Oh, man. What an incredible song. It might be my favorite on the whole song, on the whole album, to be completely honest. Like, mm. it was uh, just like, to me, that's the one that's the one song where the beat, the content and the technical aspects of delivery all just came together and was like, this is it. Like, mm. this is where like that's one of like three or four examples where it fully worked all the way for me. And I was like, this is what I was here to listen to. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, you know, you, you know, you could play it in the car. You could play it by yourself because that shit that shit slams like oh my mm. god like just classic on my head. Oh, oh jesus just so <laughs> just like the drum the drums are dirty and just like and like sampha's vocals going over him mm. but like the whole time kendrick's talking about his relationship with his dad mm. and just like it and, and just like all like the like the moment where he said his uh where, where he was like asking his dad why he was going back to work after yeah. his mother passed away and he's like hey man these bills don't got no silver spoon i was like man like that's yeah. some that's some real shit it's kind of sad mm. but yeah anyway i love the song i'm yeah I, I, it, father time is great i love that luke, yeah. luke you say it's I classic agree. kendrick 
I, I think so. I think so. I think it's classic Kendrick. I just wanted to go back for a minute, if we could, guys, to talk mm, about yeah. Cam. You mentioned um, we cried together, of course. Mm. <laughs> and uh, 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 Dylan, you mentioned coping mechanisms. I really do think this song is going to become a, a coping mechanism for people experiencing domestic abuse right now. And I know you're both Wu Tang fans like myself. Mm. Can we just talk about you know the history of tracks like that? We mentioned Eminem, mm. but. Not many people have talked about domestic violence by RZA. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bobby Digital song, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is what I mean. Definitely, those tracks aren't going to be tracks I'm always going to go back to. It's like I don't know. Can a piece of art can just be seen once to affect you forever? Because in music, mm. you know, you yeah. rely on replays and rewinds and stuff like that. I don't know how many times I'm going to play We Quite Together again because it's fucking hard to listen to, but it's kind of fascinating. It's kind of fascinating yeah. more for how Taylor... Uh, imagine just being in that studio. Like, to hear wow. her performance as an actor, to just have voices breaking. I'm like, give this woman all the awards, man. Like, she's absolutely smashed this. Um and obviously Kendrick does his thing, but Kendrick seems more but Kendrick seems more measured generally on this. There are moments he changes his voice and stuff, but it is more direct, kind of unbelievably hard at points. Don't make me turn you into a song. That's just one of the things I've been going back to. Uh, actually, on Father Time, he doesn't come in on. I came from a generation of home invasions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that <laughs> is... It's different to the old Kendrick who would wrap everything up with hidden meanings and triple entendres and all this. And he does it. He does do it. But there are moments, it's a lot more raw and stripped out and direct at times on this album. And I think uh, We Cry Together kind of has that. Although, again, even for all that, what are you saying that our Kelly lyric for? Like that one really, <laughs> that one really got me because I thought oh, you're doing full Eminem now. Like you are doing the full, yeah. like you're doing the full, you're trying to just say anything to, uh, to hurt this other person on this track. So I assume it's under that guys. Yeah. Well, fuck, I don't know, actually. I don't, it could be under ready, but it's up to us to interpret it, I suppose, isn't it? But um, uh, I know on, Dylan has completely different thoughts on the song. Than us. <laughs> oh God, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 if anybody listening follows me on Twitter, I think y'all understand that I fucking hate this song. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. I um, okay. I appreciate, like, like I appreciate the, I appreciate once again, I appreciate the candor, but I just like even, even considering songs like domestic violence and mm. Kim, because I think Kim is the big one that everyone's been comparing this to. It's just like. I really just find those topics just so incredibly cheesy and just like, this is real stuff that people go through mm. and just like one and like recreating stuff like that is an incredibly slippery slope. Right. Mm. And it's like, you know, like I feel like everyone's been in a fight, maybe not that bad because that was pretty awful, but like we've all been in fights with our significant others before, like, mm. like, like hopefully no one's been touched or hurt. I've never done anything like that, but just like, we've had, we've had arguments. People have mm. had arguments and that's not really like, that's one of several songs on this album that I feel like wasn't, it's just not for me. Like there's mm. a message there and there's something that someone's going to take away from it, whether it's good or bad, but I don't need that. Mm. You know, like I don't need, I don't need you to be like domestic abuse is wrong and kind of fucked up. Right. Y'all no shit, bro. Yes. <laughs> I know this is bad. I don't need you to show me that this is bad. Boy, like, you know, <laughs> there might be someone out there who needs to be shown. 
That's the difference. Totally, yeah. Who's no, he playing definitely. it to, you know? And that's the thing. It's right. like, is there a young kid who's 16, who's had their first relationship, and this is what their arguments sound like? Because if it is... You may Break then, up. yeah, yeah. You may need Break to, up. you may just listen to this song and think, oh, actually, yeah, you're probably go on the YouTube comments on this song and just be like, yeah, actually, you're right. This is not the relate. I don't know. This is where it could operate. Although there yeah. were less like shots taken, there was no. That's one thing as well. There wasn't much punching down on things on this album as much as some other people I've seen try to do things. You know, when they're trying to be a bit more Eminem-y and trying to be a bit more trolley. Uh, I don't know if he was doing much of that, but I think um, there's other few tracks I just want to rattle off that I think that we could all really like to talk about as well. Uh, I think I think Die Hard. I'm not sure what people think about that. I've heard some people say it's just like a bit meh and mid, and I'm like I fucking yeah. love Die Hard. I really like Die Hard. <laughs> uh, and I think they're, I don't know, it just kind of feels like, what did it say then again? I get emotional. I get emotional about life. And you're like, yeah, fucking right. We just heard this album, man. Like, we get that. Like, I just how he simply just says, I get emotional. And these little moments of, of, of respite, I suppose it is, from the rest of the heavy heaviness. Right. Also, I'm sorry. Before we go to there, I wanted to say that I also loved Taylor Page's performance on We Cry Together. Oh, yeah. I think she's amazing. I don't know if y'all have seen Zola, yeah. but Zola was really good. Zola was great Brilliant. and she was amazing in it. And I can't wait to see where her career goes. I just hope that this is not the end because I'm not fucking with that song. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, um, Die Hard is cool. It's 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 I, I think it might grow on me, maybe. But mm. like at the time, I'm like I heard it and I was like, OK. Like mm. it, it, like you know, it's got a nice beat. Yeah. Um. And and, and you know, you were saying before, like we kind of people haven't been talking about the producers with this too much. Like mm. just like between like Tay Beast and Soundwave, all over this motherfucker going crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Alchemist didn't do. I'm not huge on the We Cry Together beat. It kind of sounds like uh C grade Griselda stuff to me. I'm sorry, Al, but like <laughs> yeah, like but he's Alchemist, so. Yeah. He could, he could, he could, he could throw out as much, he could throw out as much whatever he wants. I'm gonna listen to it. C grade um, is still pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, but anyway, back to Die Hard. Um, <laughs> Die Hard's, yes, yeah, it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not my favorite, but it's, it's cool. I, I don't dislike it. Mm. It's just kind of, it's just kind of like there and may, maybe it'll grow on me. But for now, I'm like, okay. It's, it's a grower for me. It's been a grower for me. Uh, okay. N95, anyone? Luke, what, what are you thinking? Oh, and N95 is crazy. The yeah. video too, of course, <laughs> which we haven't video's talked nuts. about yet. Mm. The video is amazing. Can I just tell you my favorite video's- part of one of the... Heart Part 5 was one of my most... The Marvin sample. I loved Heart Part 5. But the moment Baby Keem gives him a little kiss on the cheek... <laughs> <laughs> that made favorite. that song 10 times better for me i don't know what it is like, this is brilliant man. i love this song and that's just made it even better so yeah i love stuff like that absolutely that that's the beautiful thing about a music video bro because it'll completely change the way you listen to a song if it's good enough you know yeah. and like that and like that like that video and that moment specifically did make me appreciate that song a little more mm. like <laughs> i um and you know like like kendrick and dave free and the little homies have been doing amazing work on the direction end with their mm. videos forever. Yeah, man. N95, like the song, goes. it's not my it's not my favorite song. I like once again, like the beat a lot, not my favorite song, but the video did help me appreciate it more than I had liked it before. Mm. Yeah. Luke, what are you saying N95 generally? I think it sets off the album pretty well. I mean, of course, it's not the first track, but it does, I think it establishes a nice pace into the album. And mm. 
I was actually wondering, as you guys were just talking, how you felt about the sequencing of the album, which is broken down into two parts, isn't it, of course? Mm. How do you feel about, you know, this album and listening to this album, um, the way Kendrick intends us to listen to it, you know, versus Damn, which he said himself, you know, when you listen to Backwards, has a better rhythm and pacing. Do you think that there's elements of this album you can appreciate more? Starting at different points. Mm, it comes question. back to what you said, really. It comes back to what you said. Because if I want that high energy, like start to it, is where what step is on the, yeah, it's third track, isn't it? So I believe so. Yeah. Those beats. United in Grief's the first, right? Yeah. United in Grief, N95. And then N95, number two, yeah. Uh, Father right, Time. Right. No, Die Hard, Father Time. Those, that start is bang, let's go. And I think the sequencing of just like, okay, we know we're, in straight away that second half of it it's just that cathartic as i said earlier purging mm. and that's um it takes a lot of effort sometimes to be that invested in that and i think you see exactly like that i don't know if they thought about it because in my mind i don't listen to albums front to back now obviously i don't think many people do i kind of just made a kendrick playlist of this album if you know what i mean of tracks i like at the top mm -hmm to the less ones at the bottom. So it's my kind of uh, attitude to the sequence has been muddied by the fact that I made this playlist and I can't <laughs> listen to it that way now, um, which is, uh, uh, sorry, Kendrick, I know that's not what you wanted, but unfortunately that's what we do now. This is 2022, man. So yeah. He's going to come and beat your ass, Ken. You better be careful. <laughs> I know, I know. And look good whilst doing it, apparently. So he'll, look, he'll turn me into a song. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, and not if I was what, isn't there, I, I missed uh, the first few times, only one of my headphones where I started hearing him go, um, this shit hard. You know, just like going, this shit hard in the back. And I'm like, yes. And I, I that's a very uh, Kendrick single. You know, he has this kind of, not a formula, but like his heart series never really relates to the album. It, he'll drop Humble or DNA. And it's not always like the whole album. Like, you know, damn, it's not the whole album isn't like that. So N95 kind of stands out to me like that. I thought Count Me Out is another one where, mm. first of all, mm. Count Me Out sounds like it should be on Life of Pablo. That is when his sonics become quite that. derivative. And I don't know if that's actually a bad thing because I fucking love Count Me Out. So yes, it sounds a lot like that. And maybe you're deriving a lot of your sound from that. But the quotables of like, um, I chose, I, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't I chose me, I'm sorry on that. It's, but it's, um, is it I shut the, shut the fuck up while you hear love talking? That's another little, all these little quotables. Sure. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure if it's on Count Me Out, but just the, you know, I love it when you count me out is just such a braggadocious, what hip hop's all about. <laughs> uh, I don't know what people yeah. think to count me out. Not my oh, favorite. I love it. One of, my, one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, go Luke. Yeah, totally, I, like, totally. I, I, I like I like that line in particular, but the actual song, I I I I haven't really gone back and listened to it a bunch. Oh wow, not not, okay. not, not one of my favorites. Luke, what are you saying? That's all I got. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the hook. Remind me what the hook is uh, saying. Like I can't remember much. About I love it when hook. you count me. Uh, I can't believe I'm gonna be singing on this podcast. Yeah. I could play it, but I haven't got the rights apparently. So <laughs> yeah, I just it's, it's I do remember count me out being a standout along with uh, Savior. I could see that being like a, a a song that was sounds like it could be off of like you say Pablo. It's interesting, man, because there were a couple of joints prior to this album. I think it would have been may, maybe the year before. 2020 mm -hmm. and there were a couple of leaks um some of those songs where he was 
I think one of them, he was talking to like a therapist or something like that. Right. Which he is yeah, doing on this recall, album. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so right I wonder, is that, is that United in Grief is where you're talking to the therapist? I think it might be. And I'm not sure if it is. Is that one? I can't remember. Um, <coughs> but yeah, this is, again, there's other tracks on here. And it's such a long album. You forget there's so many tracks on here. Rich Spirit yeah, is another yeah. one. Where I'm like, I fucking love Rich Spirit. I know Dylan's going to say I'm not, I'm not a big fan of This is where we've been going, isn't it? I could tell. <laughs> but, no, no, no. But I like Rich way, Spirit. Rich Spirit's cool. Yeah, it's Ke- good. It's Kendrick good. is. I like it. It's good. Kendrick is just unreal on that. But yeah, I, I don't know where yeah. we stand on Rich Spirit. Yeah. That, yeah, someone where he says, bitch, I'm attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rich, Rich Spirit, the one I recall, was good. It's not, it's not one I go to. It's not a rewind for me, but okay. it's definitely, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't hate it like Dylan does. <laughs> oh man, I don't hate this song. I don't hate. I don't hate. This, I don't hate this song. I'm already like joking. Song. Yeah, nah, I feel you. <laughs> nah. Okay, I like the way that went though. I like the way that went. That was funny. So, if there's any other tracks, I mean, can we talk quickly about Savior? Can we talk about him actually yeah. saying? What's he saying then? So, capitalist posing as compassionist, offending me. Suck my dick me, with yeah. authenticity. Authenticity. Come on now. Come on, I mean, that yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. That's yeah, love it. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, what about Mirror? Mirror, Mirror. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mirror. It sounds a bit more pretty wild clothes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what were you gonna say there, Dylan? About uh, you gonna say something there about um, um, oh, about Savior. Yes. So how do okay? How do y'all feel about Baby Keem? Now, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do y'all feel about Baby Keem in general? Because I know a lot of people have very mixed feelings about Keem. I am fine with it. It's completely fine hip-hop. I don't see where it's hit that extra level for me yet. I haven't, it hasn't clicked for me. But I don't, he's nowhere near the worst either. It's just good standard hip-hop. That's where I'm at with okay. him. And it's odd that uh, the Kendrick thing didn't get me more hyped for him, but I don't know. I just haven't, I haven't, that hasn't like, got me, pushed me through to like, fuck man, he's amazing. I'm not got to there yet. You know? And yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I've been, I've been big on Keem since his first project came out on um, the sound mm. of bad habit back in 2018, I believe. Right. And, um, and, and then very shortly after that, we all found out, through like leaks and rumors and speculation that he's Kendrick's cousin and mm-hmm. you know like then just like just just to kind of hear the impact that he's had on TDE not even just Kendrick because like because because of course Kendrick's ghost written for him and Keem is ghost written for Kendrick and a bunch of other people like Schoolboy Q's Num Num Juice that's a fucking baby Keem song mm-hmm. you know like j- just like in the delivery and the tone like that's yeah. that's all Keem yeah. so like to see the uh, and, and like Keem also wrote songs on the Black Panther soundtrack so to like see so for me to kind of you know, like, you know, like family ties was kind of this big coronation and this big like, hey, here's baby Keem for everybody who doesn't know him yet. Um, but like to hear him kind of do his thing on Savior and the interlude was like really cool to me because um, like I wasn't huge on the melodic blue. His last album, uh, I still kind of get shit for giving it a six point four in Pitchfork. Leave my work <laughs> at Pitchfork. But yeah, like he. um, Yeah, I um. I like Keem and I'm just happy that he's here doing his thing. And I think he really brings a lot of, it's crazy to hear his voice over violins, man. Like to hear him kind of just like going over an orchestra mm. to like get to that point where he's rapping over like violins and shit. Like yeah. that's, that's so shout that out to Keem. Amazing. I love baby Keem. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, that. And a great finish. He's still growing 
And as well, I think we've got a lot of exciting stuff still to come. I've, I've, yeah. I can sense a collaborative album coming from him and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the we didn't get the uh, the hippie joint. I think we're going to get this <sighs> joint with uh, Baby Keem and Kendrick. Yeah, okay. yeah, we yeah. never got the hippie we're, joint. Oh, we're yeah. never going to get that black hippie album. Well, they, this TD is done right. Happen. Like the whole this is yeah. his last thing on TD. We're going to go into obviously like the future and what happens with Kendrick now. But like, right before we do, I can't. It's remiss of me on a nineties podcast. Talk about the fact there's a fucking Ghostface Killer feature on this album. Woo! Like, mm. like yes. oh, that verse is crazy. <laughs> First track I played, just because it said Ghostface Killer. <laughs> and Dean Van Nuen out there, big up, bro, because I thought of you. Shout out to Dean, bro. Yeah, because I thought of Dean and I thought, fuck, I wonder what he thinks that Ghost is on a Kendrick album. And it's like 2022. Fucking brilliant, isn't it? Um, like. And I think for me, probably my least favorite song on the album but Summer Walker telling what true love is, <laughs> is a level. Like, oh, that's Let's what go. true love is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 and then Ghost actually being amazing. I thought that verse was brilliant. I don't know what you thought yeah. on the feature. He went crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. Now the Ghostface feature is one of my favorite moments in the whole project. Mm. It kind of, his verse almost reminded me of, um, do y'all remember his verse on the Wiki album, No Mountains in Manhattan from yes. like four or five years ago? Yeah. It kind of, like his tone, not, not not so much the content, but the tone and the delivery kind of reminded me of his verse mm. on No Mountains. And like and just like that, you could tell that he really like somebody like lit a fire under him. And he like that that, that was one of his best performances in a minute. Cause it was like because it was because it was like the wiki verse combined with his uh the verse he did on the Tiana Taylor remix for mm. um You Wanna Love Me, which is one of my favorite songs of the last 10 years. The <laughs> Wu Tang um yeah, it's like the ghost face in the method man verse with tiana like i Ooh, love that song okay. so like I, so, so like i'm so like i'm big on fucking ghost face and love like ghost face does amazing when he's talking about love and this is no exception that that and yeah that moment's great yeah <laughs> yeah man is that is that sound wave uh, mm-hmm. i think it is yeah sound wave dj khalil yeah i'll check right now yeah hang on yeah dj khalil sound wave jlbs yeah and 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 and, and beach noise who shout and out beach to beach noise, noise. Cause they um they 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 did a um they produced the heart part five and they didn't oh, really get talked about. Did yeah, they? They they huh. yeah they did and and they're all over this project too. They're like a collective of people. That production. I thought it. God, yeah, the, just yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. What we can say, Dylan? I was gonna say that I I I thought they were the group Beach House at first. And I like Beach House. So I was like, why is Beach House on here? But then I realized it was Beach Noise. Yeah. Be- beach, but anyway. The Beach House feature on Atlanta was amazing. I remember he just sitting there in his headphones, listening to Beach House, Donald Glover, fair play. It was beautiful. Just in full context, I don't know if people can listen to this review in like three years' time. I don't know. Who are you? Why are you doing this? But full context <laughs> for when Kendrick drops an album and the same day there's an, a new episode of Atlanta, it feels like my whole, like, I can't. My, I'm not on an even kill. I'm just not on an even kill. I don't know what's real. I don't know what, why is this guy presenting this to me and this person presenting this to me? So yeah, no, Atlanta and this at the same time has been, have been amazing. Um, so it, unless there's any other music that you want to talk off on the album, I just want to generally finish it off with a chat about Kendrick, but um, is there any other, uh, you said mirror. I love mirror Luke, by the way, I, I really enjoy mirror and one that I didn't like yeah. to begin with, but it slowly, slowly grew on me. Just a nice closer, isn't it? And again, it kind of establishes the pace and you know of the album and just closes it nicely for me. Real yeah. introspective. Yeah, absolutely. How do how do y'all feel about Mr. Morale? 
the title track. Bro. Dope. I love it. Is, is that Pharrell? Is that Pharrell? Yeah, it's Pharrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love yeah. that track. I love it. It's probably yeah. my second favorite on the album. <laughs> Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I'd agree with mm, that. mm. What about you, Dylan? The fact that Pharrell is back making these kinds of beats for people again. And like he's Mm. like newly like this is like like I felt the way like I felt listening to this song the way I felt when I heard Pharrell give Uzi Neon Guts on Love is Rage 2. Because like I love I love Neon Guts. That's such a good song. Like this kind of gave me a similar feeling of excitement that like, wow, Pharrell is back making like really weird shit again. Like Mm. this is, we're back at it now. So, and and then to see the video of him making the beat, like, yeah. For for Mr. Morale? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've not seen that. So it's like him in like an, like like it's him in like a house with Mm. like uh, floor to ceiling windows, just like in front of the computer, like dancing in front of the computer while he's like making it. And he's like going through the verse and like picking out his favorite lines. And it's, 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 you could tell that he was really excited to make that beat. And, uh, you know, Kendrick and Pharrell work really well together. Of course they made all right together. You know, Mm, like they, they, they they just go together. They just Mm. go together. The hangover of all right is throughout his album though. That's another thing I just wanted Mm. to cap it off. The whole Mm for raw emphatic like kind of uh, like putting on a pedestal of kendrick from that song is stuff he's trying to shed on this i feel that or or not even shed but just contemplate a bit more coming to terms with kind of thing so yeah absolutely and i think for old fair play man i I love to see old heads still coming back for i don't even look old still looks young so (laughs) he's eating what we just making or whatever but he's still amazing looking so no um absolutely and i think him if we then talk about Kendrick now, I'm sure me and Dylan differ on this, but I'm not sure about what you think, Luke, but as a double album, I'm amazed mm. at the amount of skips I haven't got. I've only got a few. I think Purple Hearts, bar the ghost feature, is probably one that I would skip. Crown, not massively a big fan of. Probably. I'd agree on Crown. I'd agree yeah, on Crown. I think even the Saviour interlude is good. Uh, and we cried together. I probably won't listen to that again too many times. But again, what's that? Four or five off of a 18 track album? That's pretty amazing. Like for me. How many times did you guys hear the album? Oh, uh, I think three times fully, Same. like front to back three yeah. times. Yeah. I, I I tend to go in and, I, and I'm sorry, this is going to make me sound so sad, but nah, when, when to Pimper Butterfly came out, I listened to it 15 times that day. And I said Let's to myself, go. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that this time with, with, I can't do it with Kendrick. So I've got a kid now. It's been five years. I didn't have a kid last time. Yeah. Now, Matt, you know what I mean? In damn. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, this time I was about half five in the morning. Uh, Cause I'd gone to bed early to get up early because I know if I get up when my kid gets up, he ain't going to let me listen to this album for two hours and I can't be up and about for two hours knowing there's a Kendrick album and I can't hear it. So I specifically got up an hour and a half before he got up. And um, so by the time we'd got to school at nine, I listened to it twice. So roughly, I think I probably listened to about six times now, maybe. So it's a long album. You know, it's it's a long album. You're not going to, you're not going to get through it it like damn, you know? So uh, yeah. Yeah. Hour, hour 15. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a chunky album for sure. Yeah. Um, But it keeps repaying. Do you think, are there any other artists you can think of off top that have had a run like this conceptually? That was one of my questions, Uh, Luke. You're a great podcaster. Damn. That's a good ass question is, Is there anyone who's, conceptually like right i'm I'm, conceptually i'm big into armored hammer 
like since for a few mm. years now, right? Come I think now. their run is different. It's not mainstream. So they maybe have a bit more of a blank drawing skate. They can just do whatever they want as independent artists. Maybe Kendrick has a few restraints. It don't feel like he does. But on that top, top level, I think Kanye obviously has that five album run, which is pretty incredible. Over yeah. a longer period of time, though, I'd have thought maybe, or is it? No, actually, probably isn't. It's probably about the same amount of time. Yeah, that's that's mad. That it takes that long to think of someone who's got. Again, this is what goes into the whole Kendrick persona. Who else does this? You know, in each album yeah. having a concept and trying to land it as much as possible. You know. Yeah, it's it's like you say. It, it gets interest interesting because it doesn't really the skips you're talking about. The skips we were talking about, they don't so they don't so much matter if those tracks are interesting anyway mm. and tie into the concept. Mm. Yeah. 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 Car? Car's got quite yeah. a lot of concept. Yeah, that's yeah. a great show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah car, car's definitely there. I was going to say Master Ace. Honestly, oh shit! He's, true, he, he's, true, he's, true. He's got yeah. He's got like you know, like between like between like disposable arts and fucking even um, before that with Slaughterhouse, Long Hot Summer, yeah, right, and Slaughterhouse. So shit. Like, you've yeah, got so like, riding on Chrome and then Slaughterhouse and then fuck yeah, right. no, yeah, great shout, Master Race. That's a great yeah. shout. So, so somebody, so somebody who was really interesting that I didn't think about before. I was reading um just before we hopped on this call and before the ice cream truck came. I was reading uh Paul. I, I was reading Paul Thompson's review that he just put published on Mike, mm -hmm. and he mentioned that he he mentioned that he got a lot of AC alone from this album. And great um, shout. like, yeah, like, yeah, like that's all Paul, not me. But like, yeah, like I can, but like having heard it a bunch, I can see the AC alone comparisons and just like the general, like there's like, this is, I don't want to call this album underground because it's definitely not, mm. but like, he's kind of, he's kind of taking in influences from, from some interesting places, you know, like I would, I, like, I think I'm actually happy you brought up Arm and Hammer because I feel like they, uh, I feel like they broach and approach stuff like this in a much uh their music is not clean and sanitized at all but i mm. think i think like their concepts and their just like thought processes are more interesting and just like well put together mm. even though it's weird because like they're because like woods and elucid are two people who are, aren't afraid to be messy absolutely but like but like it doesn't feel as a it doesn't feel as like labored, you know, like Kendrick, like Kendrick's not used to being messy mm. in the way that some other people are. Like, I don't know if I'd say he's always in control, mm. but he's like, he's someone who's kind of like more measured than most people. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that Arm and Hammer comparison is really interesting because like, I think they kind of hit that middle ground of like, of like even handedly, exploring the messiness of life and politics yeah. and sex and rap music it like that it it's just always connected with me more <laughs> you but know they they but, never yeah. ever err, err away from the side it's fucking banging like it has right. to yeah. it has to entertain you that's what i thought when i first started this album there was a little bit of fear in me like is a therapy session really that entertaining like really am i going to be amazingly Kendrick does follow through and it is entertaining on that level. It does entertain and it does make you move. Uh, so I, I'll give him that. Absolutely. But um, 
I think what Arm and Hammer do, they they do it with such, uh, again, it's like uh, maybe they'll slip at some point and I'll have a, well, hold on, why are you doing this? <laughs> but that's what right. we are here for, right? That's what we're fans of these people for. And do yeah. we judge them afterwards? Where do we go with them? This is what Kendrick's proposing to us. He even says, you know, uh, are you going to stick with me now? You know, the real me. And maybe was right. the other stuff not real him? And he was talking about, to be fair, he talks a lot more about other people on his other albums, whereas on this, it's yeah. a lot more about him. I was wondering if you think now, what for Kendrick now? Like, is he ready to really shed that weight of what he keeps talking about shedding? And he chose me, you know, I've chose me and he now wants to build. I'm sorry. I couldn't build what you want to do. I'm building my own thing. You know, that's, that's what he's saying. Where do you right. think he goes? Like, what, 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 what do you think his next move is? Do we wait another five years? Are we, I don't know. It's all kind of hypothetical, but what's your guts telling you? Man, that's an interesting question. Cause like, that because like I choose me means so much in this context. It means it means the therapeutical aspect. It means him leaving TDE and mm. fully embracing PG Lang. It means like this is the neck like this is the end of a chapter mm. in Kendrick's career. And like whatever I had like you see the thing that I've always loved about Kendrick and the thing that I will probably continue to love about Kendrick, despite me thinking this album's not that great, is that you never really know where he's going to go next. Mm. Like I can't, I can't like, I can't moneyball my way through a Kendrick prediction. Mm. I don't know where you go after an album like this. Like, just like, what else can you do after you immolate yourself in front of 10,000 people? You mm. know, like what's left but Ash, you know, like mm, we're right. just going to have to see, we're just going to have to see where and how those ashes manifest into whatever new is coming you know like i'm just i'm just ready i'm just i'm I, like because like i'm just interested to see where he goes from here like i'm not i'm not like okay i'm done with kendrick now like goodbye mm -hmm. forever but i'm just like okay this was kind of a slip for me in a general sense mm -hmm. but i can't wait to see what comes next just because i have no idea what's going to come next mm -hmm. and i'm still interested because the stuff that i like I like enough to not just be like, all right, he lost it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm flying blind, and I love it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. What do you think, Luke? I would say that this album is clearly a product of a lived experience from the past five years. I think he needs to live a lot more experience. Um, and I think part of that experience is what he's doing now. He's traveled, of course, like you said earlier, to um, where, where is it? He's, he's, in, right he's now? in Ghana, he's in Ghana. playing football. Like, right. yeah, he's, he's, playing football. he's playing FIFA with the kids on Xbox. Tell that's me, like, that's right. He, he, what an album rollout. That's incredible. It's just, yeah, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that we referenced it briefly earlier. We were talking about Yeezus and how mm. as an album um, that takes risks is kind of similar to this album. Um, Dylan mentioned it, uh, Freestyle Fellowship being an extension of the improv. He's kind of experimented yeah. with this album. Mm. I think he, he's in that improvisational uh, space in his career right now when he's elevated what he's learned and those practices from To Pimp a Butterfly. And I think this space he's in right now is even more so, even if not more musically of a jazz mm. artist on this album, I think mentally um, and principally, you know, he's kind of elevated those things he's done in the past, if that makes any sense. So yeah. I don't yeah. know where he's going to go, but mm -hmm. I, I do think um, he's going to need to live, uh, experience a lot more to be able to uh, go to where he wants to go himself. Because, of course, you say he did this album for himself. 
um I think the next album is is going to be very much the same. It's, it's mm. going to be for him again. It depends what depends what responsibilities he's got in life, right? He's got kids now, so it is more about him, more about his family unit, and dealing with that. Right. Whitney he mentions Whitney all through the album. I think the next yeah. one he would have a responsibility to PG Lang. Is that going to be his responsibility now? Like, is he going to do right. stuff more to maybe lift that off the ground and maybe not sacrifice his art, but cater his art and pivot his art towards that? Is that what it's going to be? And be a bit more what Kanye did with good music, maybe? I don't know. But like, he's done it with Black Panther, right? He, he got all that collaborative effort in Black Panther and he he knows yeah. he can't A&R a thing. I'm, I'm sure he can, you know? I think what's interesting about this album, looking at it over five days, it's so hard to make this call. But when you look at like his whole discography, it is kind of like amazing. In this album, I can hear a mix of everything before it. And I'm sure that sounds quite obvious, but you don't always get that. If people do do risky things and mm. not touch anything they've done before, but there's some of good kids, bad city in this. I can hear, I can hear some to butterfly. I can hear some damn, I can hear all of that in this album mm. with maybe a few different sonics, a bit more jarring stuff like that. And I don't know. Uh, so I, my next one is, I feel like it could just be an extension. Like you said, Luke, like he's living his life. The next one's just an extension with bits of this in there and just evolving that and amazing i'm here for that for the rest of his life that'll be incredible you know that that's what i'm here for uh he's fascinating definitely so, definitely right. and also let's not forget that he's working with the guys at south park oh yes of course <laughs> of course which which i can i can see a lot of those elements coming up on this album like he's he's been watching some south park i can <laughs> i can i, I can kind of tell i can yeah. kind of tell he's, yeah he's, he's, yeah, no, Trey that, Parker and Matt. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. On the Heart Part Five, that. though, can I just say that's one of my favorite additions to the Heart series, and I love the Heart series. But Part Five, that Marvin sample, the video, yeah. the way he looked, mm. just fucking oh yeah. The, the the second verse on that song is just so incredible. Just like him starting out with the J line just oh man, yeah, Mate, like yeah, just the bit where he says uh, like, cut the drums cut the drums and yeah. straight away I was like, is that a play on drumless hip hop? Oh my God. Are we going to get Kendrick on drumless hip hop? You know, this whole thing with, you know, was, oh, yeah. And then you hear Alchemist is on this. Oh my God. Imagine if he takes a little dip into that, into that world, God, which would be, that'd be nuts. Oh, it would be odd, but you, we don't know. Right. And I kind of want to that. I want that more than anything. So I know I'm not going to get it. Uh, but yeah, no <laughs> guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for just, packing apart unpacking this i feel we should do a trilogy because there's so much this album we could probably do more of, of, of talking <laughs> yeah. about it um but i appreciate you both it has been an absolute honor to have you on to talk about kendrick you know the doors are open please tell these guys where we can find your stuff luke where can we find all your work my man oh thanks for having me first and foremost man before i get to that really big fan of what you what it is you do and contribute to the culture man so big up yourself before that um yeah, if people just search Fly Fidelity on Spotify and, and all the usual uh, networks, they'll be able to find us. Uh, our next episode um, features Death Sea. So um, Ooh, yeah, hey. to that. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Here for that. Brilliant. Uh, how about you, uh, Dylan? Where can we find you, man? Um, if y'all are interested, uh, my podcast, Real Notes, is on pretty much every DSP uh, and YouTube and audio Mac. And it'll be a couple of other places soon that I can't say yet, but I'm working on some stuff right Let's now. Let's go. And uh, you know, so yeah, I'm over there. And if you feel so inclined, uh, I'm, over, I'm over on uh, Twitter at cinema underscore that's spelled C I N E M A S A I. 
underscore, and then just cinema cinema everywhere else on Instagram, on TikTok, on um, what do I do? Letterboxd, mm-hmm. all that shit. Letterboxd yeah. as well. Look at that. I love this guys everywhere. Letterboxd. One of the fun. best Twitter follows, definitely, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I but, that. Yeah, man. Uh, just the ice cream tweets are great. Just any ice cream van tweets that I always enjoy. Man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's 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 it's, it's fun to talk about stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys. Hopefully another album will drop at this point, some point this year, and we can maybe come join join forces again. It'd be great, man. And uh yeah. Hell yeah. I'd love to. Wicked. Peace out, man, and appreciate you all. Hey, hey.